I'm just doing this right now, aren't I? Yeah, yeah, you're right. That's the weirdest introduction I've ever had. Alright. Man, life is weird, man. I was actually, during COVID, during when church reopened, and it was like, get back to church, service times at 9.30am, all these things. And then I saw a meme from Manly Life Church with a picture of a donkey. Did you guys see that one? And underneath it said, get your ass back to church. <laughs> and I'm like, what? They do things differently at Manly Life Church. <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, and I love that your church, nobody was like offended by that joke. <laughs> Except for the family that used to sit in this row right here. <laughs> They're like, that's it, I'm going back to the Anglican church. <laughs> they haven't made a joke there since 1927. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, man. I love that your pastor went to Hawaii for a pastor's retreat. That is Manly Life Church right there. <laughs> man, I went on a pastor's retreat to Nelson's Bay. <laughs> with five other losers. <laughs> Basically, Australia's biggest retirement village. <laughs> Sitting there playing Monopoly. Thinking, this time I'm not going to be the thin thumb, or I'm going to be the top hat. It's time to start living a little. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Pastor Tim standing on a skyscraper in Hawaii, hanging out with his wolf pack, <laughs> lifting up some Jagermeisters, ready to party in Hawaii. Well, that might be the hangover movie, but that's basically what I'm picturing. They do things differently at Manly Life Church. Every time I'm on social media and I see a photograph of your pastor, he's often just wearing Speedos. <laughs> What's going on? Are you auditioning for the calendar that's coming out, the Men of the Baptist Church calendar? <laughs> Raising essential funds? Pastor's going to be on the front row, rocking his Speedos. What's going on? Bizarre, man. When I came to church this morning, I was so confused. Like, I saw Pastor Tim, but I didn't recognize him with so many clothes on. It's like, Pastor Tim, you're wearing pants? Is everything okay? It's terrifying. I wish I was in Hawaii with Pastor Tim. Just seeing him strut into that Hawaii International Airport. Just wearing his Speedos. He's the first pastor in five years of doing church gigs who said, Hey, I went to Hawaii. Can you just roast me this morning? <laughs> he, he booked me and then asked me to just rip on him like that. <laughs> what is going on? Place with the twilight or something. It's bizarre, man. Hey, it's weird for me too because I, I didn't grow up in a um, low socioeconomic background. And, uh, I, mean, I went to a public school. Now my son goes to Christian schools, all these differences. Where's my public school kids at? Where are they? Hey, good on you, public school kids, good job. You which one? Sorry, what? Oh, yeah, the resurrection course. Yeah, it's the restoration, the restoration course. <laughs> She's been into me already. You need to come to the restoration course. <laughs> You've only been talking for two minutes, but I can tell this is <laughs> <laughs> if anyone else has any thoughts, just shout them out. I'll stop the whole show, that's all right. We won't go. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, but this difference is, man, my, the, the public school and the 
school so different? My kid goes to a Christian school, so there's differences. Like, my kid's principal rang me up because my son got bit by a bully ant. Like, what? Like, my school didn't ring my dad when I got bit by a bully. <laughs> different, different. My kid's school motto is Christ's life enriches. That's lovely. My public school motto was Snitches get stitches. <laughs> My kids' school had a visit from the mayor. The mayor on careers day. My school had a visit from the police. <laughs> on every day. <laughs> My kid was given a laptop to take home. I took a laptop home. I was not given. <laughs> Totally different. My, the, the captain of my school footy, the school footy team at my kids' school is nice to my son. At my school, I got beat up by the captain of the chess club. Tough <laughs> school, tough school. Hey, hey, COVID was weird, wasn't it? COVID, especially in Australia, how weird was it? Because in Australia, we fought COVID in the most Australian way possible. While reporting to our nearest bunnings as fast as possible. <laughs> Every bunnings was packed. The only thing on the news was COVID and bunnings. <laughs> We're down here live going with our local bunnings and there's a line up around them like, what is going on? But even I felt for it, I'm like, well, Beck, if I'm about to be killed by a global pandemic, I'll be stuck if I don't first finish that patio. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to explain it to one of my American friends. Like, so what, you guys, like, there's a pandemic, you guys want to do some renovations? I, I don't understand that. I know it makes no sense. <laughs> but it's like, we're through. Like, come on, Australia. Global pandemic's coming our way, bro. You know what to do. We need every able-bodied man, woman, and child to report the service. And your nearest bunnings. And we did it, Australia. COVID smoked We overcome with the power of bunnings. <laughs> Woo! Bless the Lord. But there, was, there were a lot of positives of the um, pandemic, which I don't think anybody really highlighted. The media did a terrible job of highlighting the positives of COVID. And just focused on the negatives. Like during COVID, I went a year and a half without a single visit from my judgy in-laws. <laughs> Thank you, COVID-19. During COVID-19, it was the first time laying on the lounge all day long. Was the responsible thing to do. <laughs> Thank you, COVID. My wife would come home and be like, you've been laying here all day? I'm like, babe, this is called being responsible. You think I want to lay here all day doing this? Watch your football? Baby, I'm flattening the curve. <laughs> It was great though until they cancelled sports from that dance. They cancelled rugby league, people were angry in Newcastle. They cancelled AFL, people were sad. They cancelled <laughs> rugby union. Nobody noticed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was in Centrelink on Thursday. I'm not on any benefits. Just being there makes me feel better about my own life. <laughs> 
That's a joke I'm going to stop doing it. That single joke has had me not invited back to more churches. Than me. But I'm like, we're at Manly Life Church. Let's just let it fly. I like that joke. But when I dropped out of high school at 15, I, um, I was on Sandwich for years, man. Three years, I couldn't get a job. and um, I found Centrelink really confusing. Like, they've got a poster on the wall that says, Centrelink, customer, complaints line. I'm like, Centrelink has customers? Who are they? I don't remember the number. I had a lot of free time back then. It's a very long number. Anyway. Lady answered the phone, hi, this is Sally, welcome to Sally Customer Complaints. Well, oh, g'day, oh, my name's Dave. That's how you used to talk when I was 15. Oh, my name's Dave. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just wondering, who are your customers? And she's like, well, do you receive a benefit, Nathan? Yeah. Well, you are one of our customers. Like, yeah, but you give me money, so wouldn't that make you my customer? <laughs> like, I should give you a number. You could bring me when you have a complaint. <laughs> so Nathan, if you have a complaint, hang up now. Well, I've got a complaint. The um, the, the chairs in the waiting room they, they don't recline. <laughs> she put me on the spot. That was all. That's the cannot. Anyways, I'm Nathan. I'm hanging up on you right now. You're wasting your time. Oh, hey, hey, excuse me. I've been a loyal customer of yours for over three years now. I've recommended you to be brother and his mates. <laughs> Basically, I'm promoting your business all over Newcastle. Now, if I start getting a little bit of respect, I'm taking my business elsewhere. That's one of the kids upset. Um, I think I'll have a scary voice for children. <laughs> Any kids? Hey, um, when you drop out of school, though, you actually, you do get into a bit of trouble. You know, you hang out with the worst kids in town. They always get you in trouble, the big kids. They're always like, nice. Um, when the Kmart delivery driver goes in, mate, could you just go over there and nick us a couple of those DVD plays? You sure? <laughs> and look, before you judge me, I would never steal a DVD player today. Because you know, I've got... Netflix, <laughs> which is so much better. I'm terrifying all the children. Do they normally cry or is it just when I'm here? Just here. Just here. <laughs> Sorry about that, kids. Sorry about that, kids. Hey, uh, I made a terrible mistake. I went to shops, a little girl. She's like six years old at the time. She's like, Dad, I need to go to the toilet. I'm busting. I'm like, I can't go to the toilet. I got a trolley. I got to the toilet. I'm doing this time. When we get home, we'll go to the toilet. I'm like, Dad, I need to go to the toilet. I'm about to wear my pants right now. Fine, fine. And as I walk into the disgusting men's toilet, I realise that they've changed the sign. It's not a mother's room anymore. Do you notice this? It's a parent's room. Non-gender specific. How 2022. And I'm thinking, I'm going in there. I'm doing this. I'm going. Any dads ever gone in the parents' room? Oh yeah. Good job. You guys are great. Good job. Just get in there. Who cares? Let's just get in there. Anyway, I'm freaking out. I'm looking around. And I push the button, I walk in, and it is beautiful in there! <laughs> like this carpet in a public toilet! This furniture, it smells beautiful! Like somehow toddlers are better than grown men and going pee pee! <laughs> <laughs> this beautiful music playing.
saying, I'm like, this is what it's going to be like when I walk into heaven. <laughs> this room is nicer than the room we stayed at for our honeymoon. But <laughs> <laughs> like the air conditioning works, there's new furniture, it, it doesn't smell like you, Rob. <laughs> this is great. A little girl goes to the toilet, she locks the door. I sit down in a lounge, a lounge in a toilet. And I change the television, I put the news on, I sit down, I'm like, this is the best. Until a mother walks in and sees this, just hanging out. <laughs> without a child in sight. And she just goes, and stops. And I'm like, eh. And she's like, eh. I'm like, say something, mate. Say something, brother. Say something that's not creepy, brother. Just say it, mate. You can do it, brother. And I'm like, hey, how are you doing? <laughs> and the mother's just breathing. And I'm like, it's cool, I've got a little girl. And I'm like, that's just going with my daughter. And I'm knocking on the door, I'm like, Charlie, sweetie, Charlie. <laughs> Charlie, 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 Charlie. And the mother flees. Because Charlie ignores me! And I'm like, this mother's just gonna get a call the cops. Like, I'm gonna be added to some kind of a list. Like, I won't be able to go to my kids' ballet ever again. I won't be able to go to the primary school talent nights. There's probably some negatives as well. <laughs> can't think of them right now. But. Finally, Charlie comes out like, sweetie, why, why didn't you talk to daddy? Why didn't you know him? He's like, dad, you were embarrassing me. I'm like, we just scared away. Anyway, I walk out of the toilet, and sure enough, super mom's right there with two security guards. She pointed me to the security guards. And I'm thinking, this is not right. I'm not really, this is why 90% of you dads have never walked into that room. Good thinking. And then before I could say anything, this mother, she goes, Oh, it's fine, guys. He has a child. He's not a creep. He's just a moron. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been called a moron heaps of times growing up, right? But that one's my favorite. <laughs> I'm like, hey, guys, moron. Moron here. <laughs> moron. And you know what was weird? She struck me as a woman who looked very woke. And I thought... Did you just judge me based on what you assumed my gender is in a toilet in 2022? If only your Twitter followers could see you now. <laughs> Hashtag increase the judgment. But I don't recommend that. That's not for you. It, it, it says parents' room. It's a mother's room. Alright, it's a mother's room. It's not for you. No, I always speak, I want to share a message with you guys as well. I usually do jokes and a message. That's what I do. It's weird. When I was young, before I used to do sermons with a couple of jokes. Now I do jokes with a couple of sermons. Twist it around. Anyway, check it out. I've got a little pause. It's just going to work. Let's do this. It's not like saying that emotion is eleven. Now, oh, there we go. Oh, you do. Give me the thing. Give me the Psalm 42, I want to speak to you about praise just quickly, and then we'll get 
make the small jokes, not the times when we do stand up for the message, the message part. But I think it's one to share something with encouraging today because I was so encouraged by your praise. Praise is so powerful. Yeah. I love being here and hearing you guys just lift up a ruckus praising. I looked around and was like, wow, this place loves to praise. Praise is so important. But I want to speak to you about specifically today, praising in a difficult season. Praising when things are hard. Praising when it's difficult. You know when you're going through a difficult time? Praising God anyway. Praising God anyway. I love that when I was younger I got taught how to praise. Because it re-altered the direction of my life. There's power in praise. There's, it, it, it changes the spiritual climate of your life. It alters the values of your heart. It puts Jesus right up high again. Praise changes things. And the worst thing you can do in a difficult season is stop praising. I love it, it says, Psalm 42, verse 4, These things I remember, as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the Mighty One, with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. This is the way the Bible teaches us to praise. Shouts, joy, clapping, lifting up our voices, and praise is always loud. Praise is loud. And it's like, well, I just prefer to praise Jesus by like just thinking about the birds, or I like to praise Jesus by just being silent and just thinking, well, that's cool. I like the picture of a rainbow and just thinking, but you know what? But when you make Jesus the Lord of your life, you'll praise Him any which way He wants to be praised. Yeah. And you get to a place you're like, ah, you know what? I'm just going to praise you the way you want. And you know, something happens when you praise. Something happens when you praise. I love it. I love it that in this church, if there was a child crying during praise, Nobody even knows. Yeah. Now, like I go to some churches, like if you cough, you tend to praise. What's going on? <laughs> but if a child is interrupting the praise, something's wrong with your praise. Praise is loud. I love it. I love when I can lift my voice and shout. No one knows. I love that kind of praise. Um, first five. Why my soul are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise Him. When your soul is downcast, when things aren't going well, you know what? Put your hope in Him. I will yet praise Him. I will yet praise Him. Praise is not something we do when everything's going great. I love it. That's not like, oh gee, I hope everyone wins the lottery this week because the praise will be amazing. No, no, praise is what you do when you're in a difficult season. When you have problems. Like, you know what? I can't wait to get to church on Sunday because I'm terrified about this. I'm afraid about this. I don't know how I'm going to deal with that. I'm going to get there and lift up a shout of praise and say, my God is able, beyond every obstacle, reigning in power, and all lifted high in this place. Woo! And you begin to speak praises and it's amazing how small your dramas begin to become right. when you elevate Jesus again yeah. and put him up here. Put him up here. And some people, you get, it's like, it's like oh, I, don't know, but, but I, just don't, I don't feel comfortable shouting or clapping. Well, that's fine. Don't worry about that. Because you know what's less comfortable than passionate, powerful praise? A terrifying, weird life where you're scared of everything. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I heard a great saying once, either you fear the Lord or you fear everything. Yeah, that's good. So during COVID, my praise did not diminish, even though we couldn't meet together. I'd go and speak praise every day. You know why? Because I never had faith in the economy in the first place. We didn't come here before COVID and say, how great is our economy? <laughs> Sing with me, how great is our economy? And our interest rates are low. <laughs> <laughs> it's so low. We never 
until I walked into a church like this and lifted my hand and put my faith in Jesus yeah. and abolished everything. I will never sing the national anthem with as much as I sing the praises of God. Come on. Because Australia had no plan for me. But the Lord had a plan for me. Yeah, that's it. No plan for me. No one cared. But God. So you know what? Every morning before I make coffee, I'm encouraging this. Before coffee, we praise. Before coffee, we praise. I get up in the morning, I'm just like, before I get out of bed most days, God, your name is great. You had a place for me. When nobody cared about me, you cared for me. When this whole country had no place for me, you had a place for me. So I will ever declare the goodness of your name. Only hope is in you, Lord. All my hope is in you. If you are not with me, I don't have prayer. Because you are great in might and power. And you can take someone like me. And you can do it. No one else can. I have no faith in Centrelink. It had no future for me. But the Lord had a future for me. So Lord, I'll ever praise you, my God. You have made a way for me. And, and sometimes we need to be people who can get loud in our praise in our personal life. It breaks things. And the worst thing you can do is adjust your praise to your circumstance. Right. Like, oh, I'm going through a difficult season, so get up in the morning and like, oh, good morning, Lord. You know how tough it is for me. Things aren't going well for me. <laughs> I guess this is my life right now. Don't change your praise to your circumstance, because your circumstances change, but your God has not. He's still worthy of praise. He's still great and mighty. And when you change your confession to your situation, sometimes you can stay there for decades. <laughs> when you were meant to be there for a moment. Some people make camp there. And they bring their friends, Oh Trudy, it's me again. Just letting you know I had powerful things out my husband's shirt, and this time horrible for me. And you just keep talking about his problem. But what we need to do is do this. Why so disturbed? Put your hope in God. I will yet praise God. When everything is falling apart and everything is difficult, I'm coming to church, I'm going to stand in the front row, I might even sit in these seats, let the families left the church anyway. <laughs> I'm going to stand here and be like, oh, my hope is in you. And if you don't know the words, make them up. I don't know the words of half the songs, but I know about praise. Because praise me off of my life. Set me on a path. Your family needs you to be a praising dad. Your wife needs you to be a praising husband. Be a praising, praising person. You watch what God can do. So before you have coffee, praise. And if you don't have coffee, if you're addicted to some other illicit substance, before you have <laughs> That's a manly life church only joke, that's right. Oh, I'm not doing that one at the Anglican church. Before you hit it, praise. 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 And you watch what God can do. You watch what God can do, man. God and When Paul was in prison, he didn't go, this sucks, it's cold in here, God's forgotten me, I thought I could trust Jesus, but now he's left me, I'm in a prison. And, then, and Paul, if he began to speak like that and praise like that, he may have died in that prison. But he didn't. The Bible says he began to praise. And when he began to praise, the, the walls begin to vibrate. Things begin to make a sound. Because victory begins to sound like victory when you begin to pray. Praise has a sound and it is loud. Praise is never quiet. Praise, and Paul begins to praise God in the prison. And the walls begin to break. And the chains begin to fall apart. And the guard who was supposed to torment Paul now wants to torment himself. And he walked out of the prison. 
But if we can in praise, and people today, you're going to walk out of your prison when you start your day in praise. I can't convince you, you just do it and you watch what happens. Start your Monday in praise and you watch how different things are. Because we hope in God. Your boss said this, your boss said that. Who cares what the boss said? Our hope is in the Lord. Bosses come and go, but the Lord remains. And He is our provider. God has provided for us in ludicrous ways. Ludicrous ways. You wouldn't believe. So that's why I'm comfortable. Stay down, praise. <laughs> and when you come to church, let's give it praise. Yeah. Praise, we start the service of praise because the Bible says, enter His courts with thanksgiving and praise. It's a powerful way to start a service. We don't have a few songs at the start so that if you're running late, you can get coffee and Maybe have a little chit chat out there, have some friends, pat a dog, whatever. <laughs> What's up with the dogs in this church? <laughs> There's a revival of dogs in this church. There's dogs everywhere. What's going on? I thought it was a bring a pup to church day. It was this every day. Man, we lost church. What's going on? You know what? You need the power of praise. Yeah. Praise is not a little filler so that you don't miss the important announcements. Oh, I love a good announcement. Oh, I love to get here and just let those announcements just wash over. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad that they just put some of those praying songs at the start so I never miss an announcement. Oh, I love a good announcement. Especially that re uh, regenerating thing, you know. That lady in the pink, she knows that's for me. Hope that crazy guy's listen to that one. But come on, let's start the day praying. I've talked about that too much. That's the end of that message. Any way I can prove it to you more is if you do it on Monday. Do it on Monday. Hey, I don't I need some more jokes, otherwise people will be like, oh, I'm <laughs> Hey, I've reached this point in my life where I've realized I've started getting how long have I got for? Hey, I've, I've reached that point in my life, start the back again. I've reached that point in my life where young people are starting to assume I'm old. I'm at the skate park teaching my kid how to um, ride skateboards and this teenager just yells out, Oh, cool! Look at the old guy riding the skateboard! <laughs> what? I'm looking around for the old guy. He's talking about me! Called <laughs> Randy! I'm the old guy with Randy! Man, I know I still wear 1990 skate shoes, but I think these are coming back into fashion. <laughs> I can remember when we were dating, I was like, Babe, they're coming back into fashion. <laughs> 24 years later, I'm like, Well, I've come this far. <laughs> But the mullet came back. You know, the mullet came back. Where are my mullets at? Are there any mullets here today? Mullets here today? Tonight. People told me I might see a mullet in. Where do you have to go to see mullets? Evening service. Evening service. Uh, I love a good mullet. It's, a mullet, to me, is a symbol of freedom. I love it. It's, a mullet is like you just saying to the world, like, look at me, world. I don't care if I never get a job. You know what? I'm sick of dating. I don't care if I never meet a girl. <laughs> it's wonderful! Man, mother came back. She was come back. But everywhere I go, young people are thinking I'm old now. I've just noticed the last couple of years, every time I use an FBOS machine, some 15-year-old who works there is telling me how to use it. She's like, yeah, just type your pick number. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> they just press OK. It's the green button. <laughs> like, how long? Do you think I grew up before FBOS? Like I grew up in the barter system? 
Like I'd be at the servo and it'd be like, oh mate, just 50 bucks worth of petrol to pump number seven. And as payment, do you accept <laughs> goose eggs? <laughs> I've got them here in my wicker basket. <laughs> Tell me how to use that part. Man. I was at a Kmart my wife, and you know toasters are only seven dollars now. <laughs> Toaster! I'm like, back look at this! It's amazing, look! It's amazing! And as soon as I said amazing, a teenage worker at Kmart walks by and goes, Yeah, it is amazing. It cooks toast. And 
rest course. I just talk about things. It helps to feel better. I want to show you something like, oh, this is my little kids too. I bought the video guy. Are they adorable? So I'm going to tell you about this. Uh, if you want to, you can buy one of these uh, authentic underlaid mugs. They're 10 bucks. There's Bogans for Jesus on the back. There's underlaid in the front. And uh, also, too, these magnets. These are Bogans for Jesus magnets. You can stick them on the fridge. I used to sell these. But I met this sweet lady once and she said, every time I see that on the fridge, I pray for you. I'm like, oh, I'm just giving it out then. I don't like that. <laughs> so they're free, they're in the lobby, you grab one. And um, yeah, you can be a part of it. Now, I wasn't going to tell you about my kids, because uh, I think I should, because I'm trying to raise some funds. Um, <laughs> they, they look like normal kids. Better go bring the keyboard player back up. No, no, no. They look like normal kids, but they're not, they're not normal kids, because normal kids like soccer. My kids like cruise ships. So if you really dig deep today, you can help me put these kids on a cruise ship at Christmas. There's a cause we can all get behind. Come on, family life, I believe in you. Anyway, I want to show you this next slide here. Uh, I, I collect church boards and fails. We all have hobbies. And I've brought with you today some of my favourite church bulletin fails. Who's the church bulletin person in this church? Who is the person? Timmy. Oh, Timmy. <laughs> oh my goodness. I shouted to imagine what's in there. <laughs> Open the bulletin, send the page spread, Timmy. <laughs> what's going on? Have <laughs> you asked me to roast him? I normally don't attack the guy who pays me. Anyway, these are my favourite church boards and fails. Check them out. First slide. A song fest will be held at the Methodist Church on Wednesday night. <laughs> you know, that's very accurate. I've been to one of those. <laughs> Alright, next slide. The pastor will preach his farewell message, after which the choir will sing, Break forth in the joy. <laughs> Man! Bulletin guy dropping truth bombs. <laughs> Alright, next slide. Applications are now being accepted for two-year-old nursery workers. Post-COVID tough times, can't get more tears. The eighth graders will be presenting Shakespeare's Hamlet Friday at 7 pm. The congregation is invited to attend this tragedy!
We've all been to one of those. And I'd encourage you, you know, the next one, if you're the difficult, irritating person that comes to the members' meeting, just have the night off. Give him a break! He's got enough problems. He can't go to Hawaii every week, you know. The Lord knows why. <laughs> Woo! Alright, let's get it over and done with. Alright, next one. Mrs. Peterson invites people from the congregation to join the choir if they enjoy singing. Wow! <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mrs. Peterson did what? Second hymn, I love thee, my Lord. <laughs> Who doesn't love a good Mustang? <laughs> just let it flow. Let it out. Next one, I've got too many of these. During church, masks must be worn and hands satanized? <laughs> that doesn't sound very Christian to me. I mean, if you were enforcing the satanized rule, this is right, I understand if they left the church. Alright, next one, ushers will eat late comers. Wow, they take it very seriously, alright? Let's get there early then. Alright, next. Church will fail. The church will host an evening of fine dining and hostility. <laughs> Sounds like fun. I did a fundraise like that once. A lot of hostility. This guy said a prayer, and this guy sort of said a prayer, and then was attacking his prayer, and then he did a prayer that was attacking his prayer. And I'm like, whoa, 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 God, take it out of the car park. It's going on. Alright, next one, Mike Watchers will meet at 7 pm. Please use the side entrance through the large double door. I mean, like, I don't want to 